A reading from Jeremiah, the word of the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of David, of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. Jesus said, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man, coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with disposition, and drunkenness, and the worries of life, that day catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place, and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Come, O come, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. I was just saying to Steve that every Advent I feel like I should preach with a helmet on. (laughs) That that spike looks a little nasty just in case, so. uh, It's secure, yeah, I think so. (laughs) I'll preach down here. I have to confess to you uh, that I find the gospel passage we just heard a real bummer. It's, it's quite a downer. Today is the first Sunday of Advent. It is the first Sunday of a new church year. So it's, it's sort of New Year's Day for Christians. We are celebrating our stewardship campaign today. We have the Tour de Noël coming up. 
We're celebrating new members of St. John's today. We have all these wonderful things that we are celebrating. And then uh, we have this apocalyptic gospel that is all about uh, fear-based motivation. It's all about motivating you by fear. Whenever I hear this gospel, in my mind I start hearing, you better watch out, you better not cry. It's sort of a coal-in-your-stocking gospel. Although, if you are paying attention, you will note it contains very important advice about not drinking too much at holiday parties. So do take that. That's your takeaway. Why does Advent begin this way? I've often wondered why the people who put the lectionary, the three-year cycle of readings, begin the church year, begin Advent with this with a gospel like this. They all start like this. This kind of fear-based thing, and I don't always understand it. Because to me, Advent is about anticipation. It's about excitement. And I love this time of year in part because it you know there's no other time of year that kind of takes us back to at least the good parts of our childhoods uh, than this type time of year. And I remember vividly every year having the Advent calendar that my mother would give each of us. She's here today. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> and each day opening the little window for the piece of chocolate. And you're working your way up to that big box in the middle that huge one for Christmas. Now, it, it was always Santa, not Jesus. But, uh, but hey, I, if, when you're a kid and you get a big piece of chocolate, it didn't matter. So it was all about the anticipation, the excitement. That's what Advent was about. The spiritual writer Frederick Beekner, speaking about Christmas and Advent, wrote... The extraordinary thing that is about to happen, that being Christmas, the extraordinary thing that is about to happen is matched only by the extraordinary moment just before it happens. Advent is the name of that moment. Beekner says it's like when a conductor raises a baton. The baton is raised, but it's just before the music starts. That moment is Advent. To me, Advent is that moment on a roller coaster, I hope I have my physics right, where you kind of have that transition of kinetic energy and potential energy, right? You're kind of going up, and you're about to take the plunge. Advent is that... (gasps) You know that breath? That's Advent. That is what Advent is. That breath. That moment. Christmas is about God coming to us. It's about what God does. Advent is about us calling on God to come. 
O come, O come, Emmanuel, God with us. And we rejoice in that. So perhaps there is something to be taken from these gosp- the gospel reading today where at least it calls upon us to be alert, to be on guard, to pray. The gospel is reminding us to not miss that moment just before the event. Don't miss that Advent moment that breath. When we pay attention for that moment, we can better receive the Christ child. And for me, that is the challenge of this season and this time of year. On one hand, I feel so completely overstimulated that I am dulled and start to shut down. When I, uh, during college and just after, I worked as a, a waiter and bartender. And so from the first day we were open after Thanksgiving through Christmas, eight to ten hours of Christmas music every day. <laughs> to the point where we started rewriting the lyrics just to keep ourselves going. And the barrage of everything, it starts to dull me and I start to shut down. But on the other hand, I feel like this time of year, you know, they start showing Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory on TV a lot. So I've seen it a couple times, the different versions or whatever. You know, Augustus Gloop, the German kid that eats everything in sight. So on one hand, I feel overstimulated and like I'm shutting down and becoming dulled. And on the other hand, I feel like Augustus Gloop and I just want to consume everything in sight. I just want it all. Amy, we need three of those. We don't don't need any of them, but I want them. I want to consume them. And through this time of year, I'm somewhere always, I'm either, I'm somewhere in that mix of being Augustus Gloop or just kind of being like dulled. And when I do that, I miss that Advent moment. The best Advent theology I have ever heard is in a hymn that we use at the 9 o'clock service. The words are, If in your heart you make a manger for his birth, then God will once again become a child on earth. Now, because my singing makes baby Jesus cry... I've asked Steve, our our liturgical model, (laughs) to help guide us in singing this together and experiencing and encountering uh, that Advent theology. I'm going to uh, invite you to sing as heartily as you can. Try to remember what it was like to sing when you were in kindergarten. I'm also going to offer a piece of advice from a good friend of mine about singing in groups without uh, instrumental accompaniment, which is, it sounds better if you sing. (laughs) 
So fear not and sing out. And I also know that it doesn't sound as good through amplification, so I'm going to turn off my microphone to begin singing this song, and then I just want you to join me. Uh, so follow along. It sounds like this. This Advent, may you prepare a manger in your heart that at Christmas God may become incarnate in you. <laughs> <laughs>